Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 13 of Live in Conversation. Oof. <laughs> Sorry um, if my voice is a little deeper today. Um, I did just wake up, and we all know what happens when you wake up from a pretty good amount of sleep for the first time in a while. Um, I really <laughs> I really haven't gotten the best of sleep in the past few days, so I finally got a good amount of sleep, and I now sound like a mummy. So, um, yeah, but, okay, hopefully that fixed my voice a little bit. I can kind of sound a little bit normal now. I'm a little bit nasally still, but it'll, hopefully it doesn't affect the recording as much. Um, I'm going more freeform today, but I do have a topic I want to start off with and then see where that ends up branching out. Um, now a lot of people have been asking me, when it comes to the real estate market, what what is my plan for the real estate market in particular? Because, you know, I've talked more about my, my plan to end a homelessness crisis more than I have my plan to end the housing crisis, more so the local housing crisis. Obviously, housing prices, mortgaging prices are all up all across the nation due to inflation. Um, however, I do have to say that I do have a plan for housing, um, the more particularly the housing crisis in the local municipal st- uh, sense. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's not really as elaborate as other plans, which is why I really haven't spoken on it as much, because, you know, it really doesn't have as much power to do with me. Um, you know, I'm not a real estate expert. I mean, obviously, I'm very into real estate. You know, I like the concept. I actually wanted to be a real estate agent before I, I decided... The people need a voice, and I'm gonna run for mayor. You know, <laughs> let let's see if I can I can win an uphill battle here. See if I can you know start early if I can get a, a support base maybe, um you know, and yeah. So basically, my 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 plan personally to deal with you know the the real estate market obviously is to meet up um, at City Hall or at wherever, most likely at City Hall with a large group of, of brokers, of top real estate agents that pretty much control a grand majority of real estate in the city. And I basically want to, in a way, get to the root of the problem and see what we can do to fix this. Obviously, since I'm no expert in the real estate and housing market, I would need some consulting, I would need some assistance, of course, and... Um, I already have several positions made, don't have any filled yet, of course, but um, one of the people that I will be having on the administration will be my lead advisor on the housing market, and I'll also have a lead advisor on the homelessness crisis, a lead advisor on the economic crisis, lead advisor on, you know, department, like, I guess, ethics, if you will, which would basically mean, you know, if there's any postings or sightings of unethical treatment, whether it comes to fire, whether it comes to police, you know, it would be reported straight to me, um, you know, that get that person's job would pretty much just to be look everywhere you can, look for the latest news relating to that, and report back to me, you know, and I feel like a lot of people seem to think that having more, more advisors is just bad, not only because, you know, they cost money, you gotta pay them, right, because they are employees, they do work at City Hall on your administration, so yes, you're going to have to pay them. But people seem to think that'll take away from the budget. But if we take a good look at the budget, 
there's probably not a lot of stuff, money that's in the right places, if you really think about it. So I would, you know, upon assessing the budget, I would immediately go to work on it, of course, and completely reform it, because that, that's what the city clearly needs. You know, there's a clear imbalance of, of budgeting, and, you know, I feel like that should be changed immediately. Um, you know, but anyways, besides that, you know, I've said that a million times at this point, it's nothing new, but, you know, a lot of people seem to think having a lot of advisors is bad because also, you know, some people seem to think they'll never be used and they're just taking up money out of the budget. And that's not the case because these advisors that I will choose are basically going to work as a tightly knitted team, almost like a cabinet in a way. Where, you know, we'll have a daily little briefing in the morning, a daily recap briefing in the evening. I plan to spend the most amount of time that a mayor has ever spent in City Hall consecutively. Let's just say, you know, if somebody, the record was like 12 hours, let's say, I'm going to be in there for 13 and a half. Strictly because I want to work for the people. At the end of the day... I'm willing to sacrifice a good night's sleep so that the people don't have to suffer and potentially sleep on a park bench. That's what I think. You cannot be selfish. You have to listen to the people, especially if you're seeking a position like this and especially if you are in a position like this. You You need to realize that taking up such an important and critical role means you are not going to have a perfect night's sleep every single night, you know? I'm, I'm already very used to not having perfect night's sleep every night, as sure I'm a lot of people in Los Angeles are as well. You know, it, it's like, I already know what will come my way, and, and the sheer catastrophe that I'm going to witness once I actually get into office. You know, I'm just going to witness what the previous administrations have been piling up for decades, and I'm going to have to solve all of that, very quickly and efficiently. And make no mistake, I will stay in that city hall for two days consecutively with no sleep if I have to. I don't care. As long as the problems are solved as quickly as possible with as much efficiency and as much care as possible. That is all I care about at the end of the day. I do not care about myself as much as I care about the millions of people who suffer each and every single day due to the previous campaign's mistakes and the previous administration's mistakes that have piled up over time and basically made a ginormous pile of trash that's just been hiding from the public. But trust and believe that pile of trash will be sorted into dumpsters, and it will be taken out, and it will be fixed, so that the people do not have to carry a little percent, a percentage of that trash on their shoulders every single day. That's, obviously, there's no ginormous actual garbage pile in City Hall, as far as I'm aware, um, so, you know, that's, that's more of a symbolic meaning than anything, but point being, I will ensure that any mistakes from previous administrations are to be dealt with effective immediately from the moment I walk into City Hall after I'm inaugurated. From the moment that I walk into those doors, it is game time. I don't care if my furniture isn't moved in. I don't care what is not ready. I don't care if I have to do my work in the main lobby or in in City Hall Park. I don't care where I have to do it. I will do it. 
you know, I, I am one of the only mayors that I've seen that pledges to open more parks where it's just nature and trails and it's just beautiful. That, that's something that, that society in the modern age has lost track of. And, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, you're Gen Z. I am Gen Z. But then people are like, you're Gen Z. So why are you talking about, oh, you, you miss nature? I do. A lot of people seem to think, oh, yeah, all the Gen Zs want to live in the city. Yeah, I love Los Angeles. That's wonderful. But there needs to be parks. There needs to be places that are safe environmentally. You know, we need environmental safety within city code for buildings and construction projects. We need to ensure that they are strictly environmental friendly. You know, we can't be having buildings put up when they're, when they're you know, emitting so much carbon and negative uh, chemicals into the air, which is already pretty much polluted at this point. We need to reverse the things that we have allowed to happen for decades, and we need to do it fast. And that task is going to be incredibly difficult. On top of the several other tasks I plan to prioritize, I'm almost certain that when it comes to a, a, a campaign and its top issues, I, I, I feel like I have most the most amount of top issues I want to combat immediately. You know, I'm already anticipating by the time I get into office, the day, the second that I am able to go into office and it is mine, I'm going to be in there for at least a full day or two. Minimum. I don't care how many cups of coffee I have to drink to stay up. I will stay up for the people and I will carry that weight on my back so that the people of the city no longer have to. Or if they have to, a significant amount is lifted off of their shoulders before we combat the little residual amount that is left. My goal is for that every single person who is who is in the working class or below are able to live stress-free, are able to live medically safe, medically secure. I want to make sure that they are environmentally safe and secure, and I want to make sure they're economically safe and secure. And obviously, economics are not as much in control as, as the other few things on my agenda. But make no mistake, I will attempt my best to make it happen. There are certain things that I would go right to Governor Newsom and complain about on day one. I would make phone calls. I don't care how many phone calls I have to make at a time to make things happen as fast as possible and as efficient as possible. I will do it. I will have Governor Newsom on one nine. One line, President Biden on the other. I'll have all these people on the line at the same time, and I'll still get my point across because I'm a fighter, and I'm a fighter for this city. And believe it or not, love it or not, hate it, love it, whatever you want to feel, if I am elected, that will happen. And change will be made at a historical pace. That is my goal. I do not want to dilly-dally. I'm not going to go on vacation to Delaware. I'm not going to go on vacation to Florida. I'm not going to go on vacation anywhere until I see fit that the people are not remotely as stressed as they were during the previous administration. That is my goal. 
And until that happens, I will refuse to take time off. I will refuse to, to go on a vacation during office. Obviously, you know, that doesn't mean I can't go on vacation for a day or two during my campaign, of course. I'm probably not going to be able to, hence I'm running a campaign, you know. It's a little difficult to go on, on, on vacation when you're pretty much serving as your own campaign manager at the moment. You know, I don't have a campaign manager, and I've been able to be pretty, pretty decent with my campaign so far. You know, um, it, it's just, like, difficult, because you're, you're, it's almost like I'm fighting an uphill battle. A couple of my friends have already said, you're fighting an uphill battle with this election, because Mayor Bash, she, she already at least has 70% uh, approval ratings. She has high approval ratings, but guess what? It's just her first year, and if she continues to not take care of things the way she has been procrastinating for almost the first whole year in office, I guarantee you those approval ratings are going to drop. That is how approval ratings work. If you're not doing your job, people will catch on to it, and if you're not doing your, your if if people catch on to it, those approval ratings are going to s- plummet. They're going to plummet. And you know, not to say that I hope it happens. But I, I just want to see that happen, because that would be one of the first times, I think, in, in Los Angeles modern history that that has ever happened. There has never been a mayor that has procrastinated as much as Bass, and I'm, I'm almost certain on that. I feel like even the previous mayors, who did still procrastinate, yes, they did a better job. I would love to see one of them come back, personally, you know, but, you know... We can't have that. We, 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 you, the, the people voted for Karen Bass and they received K- Karen Bass. You know, that's how democracy works, obviously. But it was a really close call, almost, between her and the person I endorsed, Rick Caruso. Um, and a lot of people are a little confused because why did I endorse Caruso? And people are like, I'm almost certain Caruso was a former Republican. But it's like, Caruso had a plan. Caruso had a vision. He was a real estate expert. He was in the real estate world. And what is one of the top crises that that the city is going through right now? A housing crisis and a homelessness crisis. Those two go hand in hand with real estate. A real estate expert who has been at work for a long time on the topic. And it just bewilders me that, unfortunately, he was not elected. Because I guarantee you, if he was elected, housing crisis and homelessness crisis would have been at the forefront. And those are two of the biggest issues we currently have. A close third would be environment, and a close tied with third would be equality. Because I'm not even going to put it at fourth. That'd be a disgusting thing to say. So, obviously, when you have things taking multiple, multiple things taking a, a certain, like, a same place, like third, you know, it, it has to be a pretty difficult um, administration to run. It's going to be a really tight-knit administration, and on top of that, we're still going to be the most transparent mayor's office in the history of Los Angeles. We are going to share our progress every single afternoon, every single evening, right Right when the evening news comes on, right before that, we are going to share a public statement every evening stating what we got accomplished today, what we are going to accomplish, and what we're looking to accomplish. That is what we will do. 
because the people of Los Angeles have been lied to for a long time, and it is time to take your right to knowledge back, and it's time to enforce transparency within the mayor's office. There will be a press release publicly accessible to every single citizen, everybody in the world, on the, on the City Hall website, every single evening. Every single evening, and I'm not talking 11 p.m., I am talking a time where people are able to easily access this. So I'm saying 6 or 7 p.m. These progress updates will be put in. And if most likely I will end up be staying later than that, obviously, there's going to be a section where it says things that have not gotten accomplished yet, but are being pushed to today, later tonight. And then the next day, that would recap the stuff that was done after the report was sent out and up to the point where it's 6, 7 p.m. the next day and so on and so forth. There will be daily recaps as to what we have accomplished as an administration and they will be publicly accessible. There is nothing within a municipal level government that could, if you were to share what you have accomplished, there will be no harm to the city's safety if you reveal something that you, you made a decision on on a municipal level. Municipal level decisions are, are not to anything to do with the FBI or the CIA. So why are we hiding them? There is no secret organization. There's no secret government facility underneath City Hall. So why are we hiding everything that we're accomplishing, that we're supposedly accomplishing in City Hall? I feel like if the Bass administration started doing this, her approval ratings would have tanked already. Those approval ratings would have been below 50%, and I mark my words on that. If she started doing this from day one of her administration like I would, those approval ratings would have dropped. I guarantee you, if I start doing that first day, my approval ratings, if anything, they're going up. Because people are going to realize I am in it for the people and strictly for the people. Not for my own gain, because if a big oil person comes knocking on that door of City Hall, they're getting sent away. I don't care what it is. I don't care if, if they're complaining about my city pollution tax. I don't care if they're complaining that I'm switching all the... Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm attempting to start the process to switch all city utility vehicles to electric. I don't care. I don't care what deal you want to throw at me. I'm not taking it. I don't care if it's $10 trillion. I don't care if it's a single penny. I refuse to take money from anybody who is a millionaire, a billionaire, a trillionaire, or a corporation. I refuse. I am in it for small business. I am in it for anti-oil corporations. I am in it for all of this. But I almost promise you, Mayor Bass probably wouldn't have the same courage I do. She doesn't. Because when she's signing deals and she's not actually going out on the streets of Los Angeles and, and actually trying to help administer food and water to homeless people, what is she doing? What is she doing with that free time? Because she's certainly not meeting with the president. She's certainly not meeting with Governor Newsom. Maybe she is on occasion. On occasion. Keywords on occasion. She ain't doing it 24-7. So what the hell is she doing that is so important? She at home? She in City Hall, you know, drinking drinking a Pepsi, drinking a Coke? Is that what she's doing? Is, is she the one that lit the fire? 
I doubt it, obviously. I'm not saying she did. Wonder who did, though. I still got to figure that out. Hopefully nobody got hurt. Last time I checked, nobody got hurt from the fire. Uh, I believe it was this past Saturday night, maybe a Saturday before that. Um, if anybody doesn't know, there was a small fire uh, started. Um, they, I think they believe it's arson, actually. So someone had to have started it. Might have been accidental arson, which means somebody probably threw something stupid like a lighter or a cigarette into the trash can. But, you know, I mean, eh, I don't even know. Let's just hope that it wasn't an intentional arson incident, and let's hope that nobody got injured or killed in the fire. My thoughts and prayers to anybody who might have been injured, uh, but I hope nobody was. So, yeah. But additionally, back to my plan for housing, I would meet... With a grand, with the grand majority of brokers of real estate agents that control Los Angeles real estate, and I would hope I, w- I would have a very lengthy conversation with every single one of them in a big room, and I would basically try to get to the root of the problem. I don't care if the meeting takes ten minutes. I don't care if the meeting takes ten hours. I don't care if the meeting takes ten months. I will get to the bottom of it, and if it takes too long, I'm going to be doing other things while I'm doing it. I will multitask if I have to. Meanwhile, Karen Bass seems to have, you know, one issue per day. That, that seems to be the speed at which she is going. But that is unrealistic. You can't focus on a specific thing every single day and then think you've done something. There is a lot of change that needs to be made. Mayor Bass, I'm sorry, but there's a lot of change that needs to be made. And that change needs to be made immediately. Should have been made the moment you stepped into office, in my opinion. But, I mean, you know, certain people, when, when they ha- hold positions of power, they think that they don't have a responsibility suddenly. But they do. And then, you know, they try and lie to the public and say that they know they have a, they have a power of responsibility. It's just things go slow. I refuse to let things go slow. Because if things go slow, I'm going to start multitasking. So that I can get other things done that might go faster. It would be a real embarrassment to the people who are slowing that specific thing down. Let's just say they're slowing down the homelessness crisis thing or something, right? So I'm trying to get rid of the homelessness crisis. I'm trying to solve that issue, right? And then that that's slowing down. It's coming to a standstill because of certain things within the government, right? So guess what? I'm still going to be working on that. But I'm going to pull up a little laptop on the side. I'm going to start working on our environmental crisis. I'm going to start working on our housing crisis. I'm going to start working on our crime crisis. And while, yes, the Los Angeles Police Department has been lowering crime rates all across the board, and you have to congratulate them for that, but I think we can do it a little quicker. I'm just saying. With the things that I am pledging to do for the police department's Oh, those crime rates are dropping way lower, honey. Trust and believe that one. That, I promise you, that is something that will come during my administration. I will be investing into police departments that are underfunded. And I'll be taking the the unnecessary amount of money that is thrown into departments that are overfunded. And I'm going to be giving that to the underfunded police stations. And the same thing goes for fire stations. If one is overfunded and one is underfunded, I'm taking the excess funds from the overfunded department and giving it to the underfunded department or departments. It's just common sense. You know, a lot of people seem to think evenly distributing wealth means socialism. And yes, I think eventually a socialist United States would actually help as long as it actually keeps democracy at the forefront. 
that would help, yes. But what that simply means is you can't have one police station with so much money and then the other ones have barely any money to even hire people. That's ridiculous. Come on. The only the only department of officers that should be able to use to use high power weapons should should be SWAT teams that are literally designed to be breaching buildings. Or if it's or if it's a dangerous case with shots fired and it's it's heavy machinery that they are firing. If it's a little pistol, we're not sending the whole military, we're not sending the militarized police out. Come on. But if they have, you know, automatic weapons and they're shooting people, we're going to be sending the SWAT team out and we're going to be sending the officers with heavy machinery out. I don't agree that we should have heavy machinery officers sent to every single call. You know, not every single officer should have that. Officers that get promoted to the SWAT team earned that position after being an officer. So... It is only right that they are the only people that are authorized to hold such high power weapons as a law enforcement officer. That's what I think. So, you know, that's personally my opinion, of course. You don't have to agree with it, but these are changes that I would vow to make starting the first second that I am in office. I will literally sprint into that, into that city hall. I will sprint into that city hall to get changes done as fast as possible. And you have my word on that. But, you know, Mayor Bass still hasn't announced a re-election campaign. Um, now, if she does decide a re-election campaign, she'll probably decide it around midway through her campaign. So possibly next year, we can expect that. Um, but additionally, of course, uh, we we also haven't... Uh, whoa! Ugh. My apologies there. Um... You know, we still haven't heard back from um, Caruso. No one's heard about if Caruso plans to rerun. I think the last thing I saw, and I don't even think it was real, to be honest. It was one article, and it said he he was considering. And I didn't see a single quote from him in that article, so I'm almost certain that, uh, you know, if he does decide to run, he hasn't said anything to the public yet about it. But if he decides to run, and let's just say for some reason this time I don't like his policies... I'm going to keep running. I don't care. I'll be that third option. I don't care. But if he decides to run and I like all of his policies, I'll move over to District 11. District 11, it's it's the biggest district in the council. So I still have a lot of control. There's still a lot of issues there that need to be solved. And I plan to solve them. I don't care what level of office I am restricted to. I will help this city day in and day out. I don't care. And if I like Caruso's policies enough, I will move to District 11 elections and I will endorse him. That's just how it will work. So, yeah. Anyways, I'm sorry that this is a little bit shorter of an episode. I really don't have much else to talk about. Um, Who knows? I might make a second episode later today and then just schedule that for later in the week. I have no idea yet. But yeah, so Marianne Williams' events are happening on Friday, I believe. Um, go to events.marianne2024.com to learn more about that, of course. You know, there's going to be a DJ party. There's going to be a, a drag, I think, breakfast or something like that. Um, so yeah, and I, I, my apologies for my confusion and my occasional forgetting of the words to use. I did wake up very recent um, to when I'm recording this. I still haven't had coffee, so this is me without coffee 
after just waking up. So, yeah, <laughs> if that doesn't tell you how much, how ready I am to take action in the morning, then I don't know what does. So, yeah, thank you for listening to episode, I believe, I believe episode 13. I might have said 12 this morning, but it, it's 13 because 12 came out last night. So thank you for listening to episode 13 of Live in Conversation, um, and I'll see you guys next time. Bye.